With back to school around the corner, stop in at Brown's Shoe Fit. We have a shoe for every occasion, whether you're looking for business, a shoe to run in, work in, or just something casual. Every day we look forward to helping you find the perfect pair for any purpose or occasion. That's Brown's Shoe Fit in downtown Spencer. Like, that I was almost, last year. I cried. Hawk, Literally Hawk, cried. There's Hawk no crying in everywhere. There's crying. no crying in SDR Triple Option Podcast. Easy, Tom Hanks. You're tuned to the SDR Triple Option Podcast from the Spencer Daily Reporter. Listen along as our local voices run you through the world of football to get you ready for the weekend ahead. This week, the guys talk Spencer Tiger Pop scrimmage, run through the 2018 Tiger schedule, and preview their top picks for NFL fantasy. So sit back and enjoy the SDR Triple Option Podcast. And welcome, everybody, to the debut podcast of the SDR Triple Option here. It's myself, Randy Cothran, joined by the marvelous T.J. Murphy and the beefcake over there, Nate Shaughnessy, as we're going to talk a little Spencer Tiger Sports, some sports here as we get ready to go this season with the schedule. We're going to take a look at that during our segments today for the Tigers, and then we are also uh, going to have a segment talking about fantasy football, as it's about time for a lot of those drafts to start getting underway, and we've had a couple weeks of preseason under our belt now, so we'll have plenty to talk about there. But uh, we're going to start things off, guys, uh, talking a little bit about the Spencer Tigers. Of course, uh, action begins this week. We're going to have a unique Gatorade scrimmage rather than the guys having to pound on each other after having to practice against each other for a couple of weeks. They'll actually go be able to go and hit some guys in different uniforms traveling up the road to Hartley to take on HMS in a showdown between the two schools and battling similar offenses. Nate, what are you thinking uh, about what we're going to see on Friday night? We're going to see too much? Well, I think it's a great opportunity to play somebody else instead of seeing your own guys. Um, and when you're going to see another team, you're going to go for broke. You're going to try to hit those dudes. Um, it's a triple option offense, so we should have some idea how to defend that. But they run a 3-5 defense, which TJ saw last year when he was there covering him for the radio, um, which kind of gives us some preparation for a team like Spirit Lake that also runs a 3-5. The, seeing the triple option won't help us a lot during the season because we don't see another right. triple option. So it'll really help the guys in practice. They'll really be able to stuff that number one Tiger <laughs> offense. But no, it'll be great hitting someone else in the different jersey, get used to the uh, the bus trip, get used to uh, dressing somewhere else besides your own locker room. Um, question I'll have, I wonder how many, do you think they'll do four quarters or how much how much hitting will there be or will it be kind of like a scrimmage where as soon as you get past the line of scrimmage kind of blow it dead and kind of go back or we'll be driving the field or I wonder how that'll go. I'll be interested to see that. I would think it would go series for series. Um, so like 10 plays, 10 plays type of thing. Yeah, I mean usually, traditionally that's how you see those kind of things go so both teams get a chance to run their offense. Yeah. Um, you know, but I would imagine you're going to see probably a little harder hitting than what you would normally see at a, a Gatorade scrimmage out right. there because both teams are going to want to get that feel of contact. And, of course, we know the relationships between the coaches there. As, uh, you know, the, the coach at Hartley Melvin Sanborn has uh, started here with Spencer before making that jump over there to take the head coaching position. So. One Mr. Tyler Horky. Yes. Who's and, a good dude. And, yeah. they'll, and it'll be good. They'll be playing another varsity defense as opposed to the JV. I don't know how much you learn really hitting against the JV, especially in something like this. So you're hitting another varsity defense, the best, their best 11 guys. I'll be interested to see that, and that'll be good for the Tigers for sure. 
Absolutely. And speaking of best, it'll be interesting to see what the Tigers put on the field. We've had some discussions away from the microphone about what we're going to see in the Spencer Tiger backfield. Obviously, uh, Cade Hopkins, a two-year starter at quarterback for the Tigers, an integral part when you're running a triple option offense, and he's gone now. So we've got a couple of options. Uh, no pun intended for that backfield. Bump, bump. <laughs> yeah. Let our drummer take over there. But really, we don't. We've got a couple of uh, a couple of options back there. Um, Chase Huff uh, is is certainly big, uh, big kid back there. He's got a strong arm. He would be the size and strength option, by right? Means yes. And then we've got the Garnett's option back there, which is is kind of the polar opposite in terms of size, but he's quick. Um, edgy can, you know... It'd be very similar to Kate Hopkins running the show. Yeah. A smaller guy that you're going to need to roll out if you plan on passing, but does have quickness to try to break down defenses if he's caught needing to scramble. Uh, and also, I don't really know which one out of those two guys would be the best decision maker when it comes to pitch or don't pitch. I know Chase has a really strong arm. I saw it last year during the scrimmage. Um, but it's the Spencer Tiger offense, so... Yeah, not not a, not a whole lot of passing, or at least that right. hasn't been the history. Now we don't know what what's in store this year, but if you're basing it on history, uh, you know, passing is secondary to the run. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, whether they're going to mix a little bit more in, or if they're going to go strong run, we certainly have a backfield uh, capable of making those runs. I mean, we got a lot of experience back back there as well. You definitely want to have like three guys that know the offense because with this offense, that quarterback getting hit so much, you right. want to have a few different guys that know the offense. Now, we've gotten lucky in the last few years. I was knocking on wood or anybody that didn't know. It sounded what, like God knocking on wood. Maybe it was, you know. We're doing a podcast here, you know, bl blessing us with uh, all this equipment and whatnot. And a guy that knows how to do it, thank you, Justin. But <laughs> yeah. we've, got, we've gotten lucky on the quarterback front and staying healthy in the last few years. So That's true. That is a good point. Hopefully, you know, having those two or three guys that uh, that know the offense will come in handy for sure. Part of the equation, too, is Chase Huff was a starting linebacker last year and was good to go back there. He wasn't quite Dylan Holst, but few are. Uh, but he, he was a really solid linebacker, and he has a year of experience doing that at the varsity level. If you move him to quarterback, he's taken from that spot, and then who fills in on the defensive side? I still wanted to see Dylan Holst play the Mark, Mark Wiseman role down at Iowa. He could have done better than Mark Wiseman. I'm just saying, that kid, heck of a, heck of a Mike linebacker and fullback. Mark Wiseman was pretty solid. Wiseman for Heisman never took off. I'm just saying, Holst for Heisman could have taken off. It could have. I saw the kid work out in the gym. He's not weak. No, he's an <laughs> Doesn't look like it. absolute beast. But so, you know, Huff is a big kid, too. Huff, and he's put on size since last year. I saw him out at the Northwest Dam. He, he, he's a sturdy fella. Yeah. And what, what are we looking at in the backfield? We've got some. You got Isaiah Spencer for sure as your B-back or full-back if you're not used to the Spencer triple option terminology. Uh, he was a high-quality back backup last year to Cooper Fox. Ended up starting multiple games. Had the game-winning touchdown against Heelan. Uh Really, really nice player. Averaged 4.9 yards of carry last year. Beyond that, at the A and C backs, it's a little bit more of a question mark. We have some kids with some speed. Uh, it'll be kind of who emerges after the graduation of Brandon Ellis, who did most of the pitch work, uh, and Tyler Kulander, who kind of picked up the scraps. Of course, the other big question I've got is, what do you do with Michael Story? Where do you put Michael Story? Because this kid may arguably, and I think you can make the argument for a few other kids, but he may arguably be the best athlete on that team, um, in, in pound for school, pound perhaps. for sure, pound yeah. for pound. And what do you do with him? How do you how do you use him most effectively? 
Personally, I say just keep him at tight end where he's natural, maybe split him out a little bit. So I don't know if you call him split wide receiver, tight end, you know, something like that. But I think you keep him there. You have him blocks. I think he'd be a really good blocker being a senior, being in the offense, knowing what's going on. But yeah, I think you also have to tailor some of your playbook around him. You have to get him the football, as we saw last year with him on defense. Or even, I mean, that Algona game, he had a diving touchdown catch in the end zone. He had a wide receiver reverse pass that he threw for a touchdown. He almost had a walk-off pick six on defense. And defense is his strongest area, no question. He was all-state caliber cornerback last year. Uh, but, yes, you do need to find a way to get a kid like that the ball. And there are lots of ways to do it, as we showed towards the end of the year. Have I heard they're going to put him at safety? Are they going to keep him at corner? I've heard maybe some free safety. I guess we'll find out a little bit more on Friday night. Right. Yeah. You know, that'll be, I, that's why I'm excited for Friday night. All of these questions that we've had that we've been talking about in the newsroom, and they, right. I want to see how it plays out because there, there's a lot of talent there, mm-hmm. and how it's utilized, I think, is going to tell the story. The other thing, and we certainly know this firsthand, they're right. going to have a sizable line mm-hmm. to run behind whatever they do. We had, went out and took some promotional photos behind those the, the front line guys. Those are some big, big boys. For anyone who wants to feel small, just stand by Spencer's starting offensive line. That'll make you feel real small real quick, as the three of us found out for sure. Yeah, they they are just meaty fellas who all played almost all of last year. And then you'll have Rich Rod Rodriguez coming in later in the year, who's an enormous human being. Uh, so you have so much... Not only size, but experience blocking this type of offense. Uh, our line is going to be, by far and away, the highlight of the team. That's Story is the most athletic, but line as a unit, those dudes are good to go. That was a good point what you brought up with experience. As an offense like this, there's a lot of nuances you have to learn, whether right. it's a run up the middle, pitch to the outside, quarterback, keep a lot of things to learn, and they'll see a lot of different defenses this year. So experience, that was, that was a good one there. Well, you know what? We're going to see how we put those things to action here in just a minute. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Spencer Tiger schedule and see how things are going to match up here in the next few weeks. Don't let your honeydew list keep you from a weekend of football. Play some offense and let Nelson Jewelry game plan her perfect gift in your budget. We make jewelry buying easy and painless so you can get back to the game. Nelson Jewelry in downtown Spencer. Do you think car payments have gotten out of reach for you to get a new car? Have you considered leasing? Typically, lease payments are considerably less than conventional loans. Check us out. We are Dom Pearson Ford at DomPearsonFord.net or give us a call at 712-262-5759. Employment Connections is your locally owned and operated employment agency where one application equals many opportunities. Come visit our certified staffing professionals to see what we can do for you. Don't forget to ask about our referral and hire on bonuses. Southern Archery has been Spencer's go-to outdoor outfitter for more than 40 years. We carry the largest selection of handguns and long guns in the area and can help prepare you for the fall hunting season with new guns and bows or repairs to your existing equipment. Visit Southern Archery in South Spencer today. And welcome back to the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Randy Cothran, TJ Murphy, and Nate Shaughnessy here with you. you. Very good. Love that Love that deep voice. Guys, I have great news. On the season, we only have 103 more segments. 
until we're done. <laughs> Only 103 more. Thanks for the countdown. We'll just keep you updating us here as the year goes along. Well, I'm glad I'm bad at math. Well, I think it was simple. 25 times 4 is... Yeah, you, you, you get the it's idea. 100. I can do that one. 100 plus... No, 103. <laughs> That's easy. Come on. Look at this guy. So... So nice job, TJ. Thank you very much for the update. The SDR Math Podcast is next <laughs> on your local stations. Specifically with TJ. The rest, the rest of us are going to go home, but TJ can do that one on his own. <laughs> so let's take a look here at the Tigers' schedule for the year and look at some of those matchups. Of course, the Tigers starting off after we get through the week one uh, week zero. Ga- Gatorade scrimmage. Yeah, whatever they call that mm-hmm. officially. Um, then, of course, we've got the... Uh, the big rivalry showdown in week one, the non-district action against Spirit Lake. Uh, Indians come in here to Dale Norton Field to take on the Tigers. Of course, for a few years, this was very lopsided in Spirit Lake's favor. Uh, Tigers kind of turned those tables last year and got back back in the winning track against them. And it really, I think it kind of helped knock the, uh, the lid off the season for them in terms of some of these teams that have been thorns in their side as they came on really strong against a couple of the other teams that they had struggled with in recent years. But the big big one this year, kicking things off, Spirit Lake. How do we see that matchup shaping up, guys? Well, like you said, Randy, when they won that game, that really showed that they could do it. They could have a good season. It really made them fear nobody. And I think the week after they went to Sergeant Bluff and had kind of a forgettable game. But the rest of the season, you know, up until maybe that last one also was was really positive and really a step in the right direction. So, And with this, with this game with Spirit Lake coming up, I really like Spencer. I mean, Spirit Lake had to run to 2A and hide from the competition that Spencer sees every year. Now they're going to come up and try and uh, try and reassert themselves. I, I don't see it happening. But if you do lose this one, just saying a big if. It's non-district, so I don't think it hurts you that much. Or maybe with the new RPI, I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I have no interest to talk you about losing. Win. You want to win every game. Win every game by as much as you can when it comes to RPI discussion. Nate Shaughnessy with breaking news. You want to win every game you play. By as much as, as you can. can. There's a qualifier Now, here's on that. the don't thing. And I, you know, they get on to teams about running up the score, but doesn't this almost encourage that? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So up to uh, 17 points, I think, is it point differential. Is it now? It used to be 13 was right. the max. Now they've upped that to but 17. But they upped that because, because of teams like Spirit Lake, frankly, that were able to put points on the board so easily for so long, and they would kick onside kicks and do their best to score as many points as possible. So they stretched that out to have a, be a little bit more realistic to the way the game's being played now. So would it benefit a team in the non-district to play two cream puffs or two better teams and have a chance to beat them with the new RPI? How does that work? I do think it's weighted on how good the other team is. Uh, but a win certainly looks better than a loss, regardless if it, if it came against a tough team. If you're talking about prepping your team, maybe you want to play the toughest people available. Um, that's kind of a that's going to be a school by school athletic director, uh, a la the Tiger wrestling program in that regard. But if you're gonna, if you want yeah. weighted for the first two games to be weighted well, the Tigers are doing that with uh, uh, zest here to get the season started because they've got Spirit Lake in Game One here at Dale Norton, and then they hit the road for a two-hour drive to Webster City for Week Two of the season against a team that has been a perennial playoff power. Right, and Webster City returns their quarterback. The the thing about Spirit Lake this year is they graduated a lot of skill position guys. You know they're going to be well coached. You just don't really know who's going to be the guy. They have Kyler Wright coming back in the backfield who's presumably going to get a lot of carries, but they spread the ball around. Webster City, you got a team with a lot of their skill position guys coming back. A lot of their defensive players have graduated. So they were a team that made the quarterfinals last year before losing to the eventual runner-up in Pella. They're going to be sturdy. They're not going to be bad, 
they're going to be well coached as well. One thing I will say, and we've seen this in the playoffs before, when teams see that triple option the first time, they really don't fare too well against it. You know, Harlan, Adele, a couple years ago. So that is one thing that could benefit the Tigers. You can see the triple option, or you can try and run the triple option and practice and mimic it with your JV, but until you see a team that's really fluent at it, it's pretty tough hustle to ask someone to stop it. Well, and that's the thing, because I know Coach Ty puts in a ton of time over the summer working with those quarterbacks on nothing more than just their foot movement. I mean, you know, their movement, their reads, that sort of thing. So, yeah, to, to have a quarterback step in your, uh, you know, your scout team quarterback come in and try to duplicate that, that's not going to work too well. So you're not going to, if you're Webster City, you are not going to get a good look at what a triple option is until the Tigers show up and run it against you. And knowing and, and seeing it and trying to defend it as opposed to actually having to defend it, are two very different things. And if you say, Nate, Webster City loses a lot of their defense, that means they lose a lot of their defensive line. And a good way to stop that triple option is with D-line penetration. And if you're putting in you know, two, three, four new D-linemen against an experienced Spencer Tiger offensive line, advantage purple and gold, in my opinion. They lose eight of their top ten tacklers from last year. But they That's do huge. return their, their number one tackler in Caleb Olson. He had 83 and a half. Linebacker? Uh, I would hope so. Okay. Six tackles for loss. Three sacks. Probably an edge rusher. Sure. Um, and they're, they're running back graduated. But Webster City's also, a t they run a complex rushing offense as well when they're running the ball, and they're willing to pass it a little bit more than we are. Uh, so it's always, it's not, they're not an easy team to prepare for either. It's really a good matchup to take in non-district play for both teams, I think, uh, to really get you get them ready for the know season. where you're going to be in the district. Either. Yeah, that's the nice thing about having games like that, too, is because they'll expose your weaknesses. The oh, things you need to sure. fix are going to be, you know, pointed out to you very blatantly. Uh, you'll know after two weeks of play what you got to get fixed here and in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, if you look back at last year, uh, it was that Central Lion-George Little Rock game in week two, and they were just housing us in the first half until Cade Hopkins broke out like an 80-yard touchdown run right before the end of half, right before halftime, and we ended up working them in the second half. So those adjustments at halftime even will be huge. The power of momentum right there, that's for dang sure. And that when you go into the locker yeah. room with all the momentum on an 80-yard touchdown. I remember Central Lion two years ago when we went up there, I think they beat us 35 to nothing. So I think we might have got three. Was it there? Okay, I think you're right, yeah. 35 to three. Big difference. All right, all right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this will be, a, like you said, a huge stepping stone to see, see where they're at. And maybe with this one, D, can you take away a moral victory if you play them really close? Because it's a you know, team that went 9-0 and last year in the regular season. I mean, you're you don't also, like moral victories, but. You're also traveling there, which will be tough. Mm -hmm. It's an added layer. But the kids will get out of, they will get to get out of school early. All right, that's so that's not bad. TJ always looking on the bright side. Well, yeah, I, I love those long road trips. Like, well, we got to leave at two. You sure? One thirty. Traffic's kind of bad. There's some construction. I liked them for golf season. That way, when I got off the bus, nobody hit me. <laughs> Unless you really made him mad, anyway. Yeah. So, okay, so here's my here's my question. We got week three. Now we're going to start the district season. Who are we kicking district off with? MOC Floyd Valley comes here. Okay. I don't know much about Maurice Orange City, Floyd Valley, except they like wooden shoes over in that area. But I know they're called the Dutch. And when you think of Dutch, you think of people that don't like to spend money. So I, <laughs> I just can't see the Dutch coming into Dale Norton and cashing in a victory. Hey, TJ. Oh, my goodness. Nice. I've been working that on that was, one, just saying. Crap. He's been prepping that all I have. day. Folks, you have no, no idea how long he's been sitting on that. I'll okay. tell you what, though, that was good. 
Hey, while we're on the topic, is there anybody else you'd like to offend while we're doing this? Oh uh, well, Spirit Lake had to run in out the Netherlands. Spirit Lake had to run and hide in two A, so they had to avoid what we have to go through every year. Webster City, I got nothing. I mean, Fort, Fort, them. Fort Dodge's ugly stepsister, I guess I could say that. Ooh, snap. Okay. Right. <laughs> so I'm three for three. Who do we play fourth? I'd love to know. Well, we better talk about this one first, Randy. Yeah, well, to just... be fair, let's, all right. To get a little background on MLC, they went four and five last year. Their wins were over Pocahontas. Not a good team. 27 to 8. Cherokee, 38 34. Also Terrible. not a good team. Central Line, George Little Rock, 19 to 12. Down last year. They had a rough year, but they gave us trouble for a little bit. And then they closed out the year 42 to 14 over ELC, um, which, you know, ELC, not yeah. great. So, and they're, all those wins are over 2A schools where they're playing in 3A this year. So, uh, like, they lost. 33 donut to SBL, 18 to six to Lamar's, 26 to 20 to a good Sheldon team, 21 13 to Sioux Center, who was down a little bit but always tough, and 40 to 13 to a Boyden Hole Rock Valley team that was pretty studly. Well, I, th I think Esterville after football season they were just getting ready for baseball. I think, yeah. I think that's yeah. what that was. Yeah, they had their mind. They had their mind on the diamond, yeah. uh, so it started there. But rightfully so. So. All right, so we're moving on. We got the MOC Floyd Valley. Let's hope we can pull out the win there to start the season with the District V. How about uh, the second week? On I think we're on the road, aren't we, for week two? We are heading down to visit the Wildcats of Humboldt after they, they kind of stole one from us last year. I think they've stolen on the road, especially for Spencer. They've stolen a few lately, haven't they? That would have been a very nice game to get at home, yes, after what happened last year where they – Took advantage of a weakness we had at safety, threw some jump balls, had a couple big plays pop, and we fumbled twice in the red zone. And the most explosive play of the first half by Spencer's offense, which was like a 90-yard touchdown run by Brendan Ellis, uh, resulted in a fumble at the goal line. So it was just it was just, just one, one of those games. games. Like, yeah. Things wow. just went wrong. Um, was that game on Friday the 13th? <laughs> it sure felt like it for Jim <laughs> Seems like it would. I like Spencer in this one to exercise some demons. I think they've lost at least the last two in Humboldt. We played them about four or five years in a row now, haven't we? Yeah, we played them a lot. I At least the last two in Humboldt we've lost, I believe. Maybe three, I'm not sure. But I like Spencer to exercise the demons this, this year and maybe, maybe kind of put it to Humboldt a little bit. Well, let's stop right there. We're going to take another break to hear from some of our sponsors, and we'll be back to wrap up the rest of the season for the Spencer Tigers in just a moment. Hi-V is excited to sponsor the debut season of the SDR Triple Option Podcast and a proud supporter of the Spencer High School Tiger football team. Shop Hy-V for all your tailgating needs this season. That's Hy-V on Grand Avenue in Spencer. Have a sick tree? Give the tree docs a call. We specialize in trees, disease management, and tree moving. Ruland Nurseries Tree Care, serving Spencer and the Iowa Great Lakes. Call us at 712-580-4868 or search Ruland Nurseries Incorporated on Facebook. The flooring specialists at Mr. B's give their educated advice to help each customer find their perfect flooring. At Mr. B's Flooring, there's always an exceptional selection of flooring products, and you can be sure that your visit is friendly and personal. Free estimates, delivery, and installation services available. Call 712-580-4400. Make a tire or auto repair appointment today. Graham Tire of Spencer proudly serves Spencer and the Iowa Great Lakes. We feature tires that fit your needs and budget from top quality brands. We also pride ourselves on being your number one choice for any auto repair. Let us earn your business. Call Graham Tire today, 712-262-262. 
Randy Cothran, TJ Murphy, and Nate Shaughnessy here with you on the SER Triple Option Podcast. We're going to round out the rest of the season here for the Tigers as we go into week number five. Tigers hosting this game against the Denison Schleswig Monarchs. And uh, this is one of those games that could be sneaky good because you never know what you're going to get for Dennis and Schleswig. Some years they're down, some years they're up, some years they're competing, you know, nose to nose with Harlan and those teams that they see down there, Carroll and their neighbors down there. So you never know what you're going to get. So it'll be interesting to see what shows up here on Dale Norton Field in week number five. Well, yeah, will Scherf be quarterback or will Scherf be on the line for this one? Scherf and their quarterback from last year, Evan Weber's. Have both graduated from the high school. Oh, so sure. oh, Scherf is with the Redskins, isn't he? I, oh, shoot. I it's forgot. Not even Evan Weavers. I've Drew Polzing. Wrong page, folks. First <laughs> podcast. So, so, so Brandon Scherf, he he'll be lining for the Redskins that game. He won't be quarterback. I assume he'll be having a beer somewhere on a Friday night. I don't know. He's he looks like a lumberjack that would drink a lot. Of, he looks like a lumberjack that drink a lot of beer with the uh, the fact that he's a mountain himself <laughs> with a beard. It was terrifying seeing him in the backfield. That was a big dude. Yeah. Well. I mean, you know, when he started, he wasn't terribly fast. But when, you know, it's a good thing we didn't play this game on a hill. Because had there been <laughs> momentum and he'd have been coming down there like a rock, you know, rolling away, it would look like an avalanche. But, uh, yeah, he was coming big. So we don't really know much about Denison. little background on Denison from last year. They beat East Sac 31-6, Atlantic 31-28, Creston 34-14, and Adele 14-13. Lost, lost their other five to Council Bluffs TJ, Glenwood, Carroll, Harlan, and Winterset. They also graduate their quarterback and their top three ball carriers and their number one wow, receiver. Wow, you hear a lot of uh, perennial powerhouses in that schedule, both on the W and the L side. That Holy it, goodness. That was a murderous schedule, yeah, I will say. No kidding. The games they lost, they lost pretty aggressively, though. Like Glenwood was 52-14. to 14. Harlan was 56 to 14, but those guys did that to a lot of people last year. The fact that it's here, you always got to like Spencer here, I think. So. Uh, the, we, they are a better team at home. That's like sometimes that whole home field advantage thing is kind of made up Overblown, for the Spencer Tigers. Yeah. It's important, and I don't know why. I mean, I, I never really understood it. I mean, the fans get into it. The, the student section here in Spencer is fantastic. I, I will have to say, last year's student section for Spencer is the best student section I've seen at the high school level in my entire life. And that includes when I was in high school being a, being a psychotic person. Randy, that was a good point you just made. I don't know why. But I remember back when I played in high school, I loved playing on the road. I loved going into a place, especially if it was their homecoming or something. You just wanted to shut the other team the hell up. It was just great. I loved playing on the road myself. Well, and you never, you know, we always talk about history because that's what your point of reference is. But you don't know what the Tigers are going to bring this year. They may come out and, and show that they can play anybody anywhere. You know that there True. is no, True. there is no. I mean, we we just look at history, and as base, long as we take care of the ball. But these are a whole new group. This is a whole new team, a whole new group of kids. So I don't want to stick any labels on them. Like, well, they're good at home. They're you know right. tough on the road. Fair. Just because that's what happened last year. Uh, this is a great new group of kids, and a lot of them have a lot of experience coming back from last year's team. So hopefully that's going to carry over because a lot of those bad games on the road last year were mental mistake games where Turnovers. we made mistakes. It wasn't what the other team did to us. It's what we did to ourselves. So you cleared, cleaned those things up. Our record looks a lot different last year. We'd have been a strong playoff team, I think. And that was a team last year that could play with anybody, especially with that oh, defense sure. that Coach Hook found out over there. He had those boys rolling on the road or at home. It didn't really matter. So expect a lot more of that this year. For sure, for sure. Okay, so week number six, what are we looking at? We make the trip back down to Storm Lake, take on the Tornadas, who – graduate pretty much everybody. They've got like one lineman coming back. All their skill position guys are gone. 
they don't know who they're going to be. I was talking to a reporter from down there. He said they could be six and three, five and four in that neighborhood. They're reloading for the first time since they've made their resurgence as a program. You can't imagine. I can't imagine they'll bottom out like they did for years. Um, but it's six and three seems lofty. Well, they've got a good coach down there, and the kids are buying into the program down there, obviously. I mean, it's created a great rivalry here between these two schools, which hadn't existed in a long, long time. Right. And And by comparison, their scrimmage is against Fort Dodge High in Fort Dodge. Wow. They're going to see some dudes right off the bat. Um, They'll know who they are pretty quickly. And what they're going to be. If they're so not, someone will tell them. So yeah. let's all root for Fort Dodge this Friday. Let's root for Fort Dodge to beat them 50 to nothing. And uh, let's root for Storm Lake to kind of start off in the dumps. This will be a big revenge game with everything that's gone on between the two towns and schools the last well, uh, and, You know what, though? And I'll tell you what. Let's hope that the drama stays on the football field this year yes. instead of off the football field. Because uh, there was a lot that happened after that game. And I'll tell you what. It was great to see the two communities come together Um after that event where we had a young man from Spencer that uh, went down, had a cardiac arrest in the parking lot after the game, and there was some local EMTs there and some local uh, medical professionals from Spencer that just happened to be there when it happened, uh, saved the man's young man's life. But it shows that uh, despite all of the angst over sports, uh, when, when the trips are down, uh, these things can be worked out. And uh, we care about the people. So there was a lot of off-the-field drama that certainly rivaled the on-field drama, which was a great game between the two teams. It was an incredible game last year. And we you could argue that we stole it from them a little bit. They were a really talented team, uh, but we always come to play we when it's going to be On paper, we weren't supposed to win that game. We, we did have a 60-yard touchdown called back by some very, very questionable taunting call against Kate. Is that right? Yeah, that was – it was – Every every possible explanation I've heard about that play is is pretty spotty. So, but you know, like they say, don't don't let the refs uh, control the outcome. Yeah, and just win, baby. And they did. The Tigers were able to pull it out, they so the refs didn't didn't uh, control it. But okay, week number seven. What do we got? It's getting down to the nitty gritty now. It's Sergeant a, Bluff coming to town. Yeah. But we play them tough. We play them very tough here. Beat them two years ago here. And I remember two years before that, I think it was a torrential downpour. It was the last game of the season. Both teams were going to play next week in the playoffs down in Sergeant Bluff. So I don't think that game, well, that game didn't mean anything. It was basically kind of like a week zero game. So they played them tough here. I kind of like their chances. They, Sergeant Bluff brings back a lot of skilled guys. They're always going to be fast. Um, the way the programs are going this lately, Whereas Helan would pick up a lot of the scraps around Sioux City. A lot of those kids are going to Sergeant Bluff now. So there's always a lot of talent on that team. Playing them here absolutely helps after we had seven turnovers down there last year. And that should, could be homecoming, too, for the Tigers. I'm not yeah, sure I'm not exactly. Sure when homecoming but... is, but I know, you know, and here's the thing. That's another one of those games that we talked about where they, they hurt themselves. You're not going to beat anybody. I don't care what team you're playing. If you have seven turnovers, that's, it's pretty tough to right. to get that win. So you eliminate, you know, even half of those, and that you know, the, the game turns around. So, you know, I, I'm very confident that we're not going to see the Tigers giving the ball up that many times. Um, you know, hopefully they won't give the ball any. But you know, it, it happens during the game. There's always circumstances that create mishandled ball or whatever. So, uh, but uh, hey, hopefully, it's yeah. also the only game that we were held to single digits. Was that game 35-7? Right to seven And I, I want to yeah. say all their points were off turnovers. 
Oh yeah. Well, they we had, had short a, fields all first. Yeah, yeah we had a couple gonna... of drives that would that we lost the ball deep in our own territory, and then we had a couple of drives stall out mm-hmm. in their deep part of their territory. So for losing the ball, so it was that was just a tough yeah, one. It's it was a another team that one of those. Doesn't need help. Yeah, they, that was just another. Well, that's one of those games, uh, things that you just try to erase and move on. So, week number eight. The always dangerous trip down to the Bermuda Triangle of Lamar's. They think they're working on their new field too, aren't they? Are they getting uh, field turf? Are they are, are they, they putting in a little I Spirit Lake are. action, a little Sioux, a little Sioux Central? I think they are. I think they I have are. not heard that. They so have a big Wells Blue Bunny on it, or they probably should. I would. Sure. Am- Somebody's paying for Somebody's that. Too. I would imagine they have a little bit to do with that. So what? Explain the the Bermuda Triangle down there, please. Whenever Spencer travels to Lamar's. Something weird happens. Doesn't matter the sport. Whether, yeah. If, like, something weird goes down, whether it's a penalty call or a weird turnover. Uh, last year we beat them here 21-14, to 14, and Lamar's was not a great team. Uh, but we'll take that W all day. If we would have played them down there, I guarantee you something wonky would have happened, and they would have snuck out like a one-point victory on us. It's just the way things go. Well, let's just skip past that there. Let's not talk about that any longer. I don't want to linger on that. Yep, let's go to game nine. And let's wrap this one up. Of course, the rival from Sioux City. Uh, We we know what we're getting with them. Yeah, we're getting Sioux City North, East, West, South, Hinton, uh, Sergeant Bluff. Who else are we getting in that game? Who else are they pulling? Where else are they pulling kids from? Uh, Nebraska, Uh, South Dakota. Woodbury Central. Woodbury Central, thank you. I don't know, Kansas City. Well, Gage Heisel going down there. Sioux City, he might want to contact him. That kid can play some ball. He's only going to be a sophomore, too. I saw him play last year. How about that? I saw him play last year. He was impressive. Well, it's, you know, it's it's always healing. You know they're always going to give you a good game. Um, The Tigers, once again, one of those teams last year that probably people didn't have a real high uh, optimistic look going into that game, but the Tigers sure showed up and and put on a a show. Really weird with uh, Bishop Heelan. You said Nate, the only team that ran uh, through less last year than Spencer, and I the only they they were second to last. We threw the least. Oh, they were second. Oh, okay, that's what it was. And I remember the Trent Solzma days like four years ago. They were just all over the yard. He was two fifty and two touchdowns every single game. Well, that's part of the deal. You can't go into a game or a season with Heelan knowing what their offense is going to be like. Last year they turned into a run heavy team because they had a back. They might be back to throwing the ball this year. We don't know. Well, we got a lot to look forward to starting this week with the Gatorade scrimmage at uh, the Hartley Belvin Sanborn field. So uh, after that, hopefully we'll have a little better idea of what we've got, and we'll be talking about that on next week's show. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to fantasy football. Fantasy. Exact Eye Care of Spencer is a full-service optometric office and optical. With the latest technology, doctors Joni Brewer and Jessica Curran are able to provide comprehensive eye care. Their team of opticians provides nearly 40 years of combined experience in the eyewear field. From comprehensive eye exams to full service optical, they have you covered. Most major insurance accepted. Exact Eye Care of Spencer, 712-262-3982. Exactly what you need, exactly what you want. For over 40 years, Northwest Iowa bone, joint, and sports surgeons have been providing state-of-the-art orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Our physicians and staff are here to help you get back into the game by offering everything from sports medicine to total joint replacement, as well as hand and foot surgery. Visit us on the web at nwiabone.com. 
Let Lisa take care of you and have you looking your best today after a visit to the Average Joe Hair Salon for Men. Check out the Average Joe on Facebook for hours and don't miss out on $2 off Wednesdays. Call for an appointment to the Average Joe, 712-580-3356. Whether you're out with the family or catching the game with the guys, the sports page has the food, drink, and televisions to make the evening for you. And don't miss out on our daily specials. Visit the sports page in downtown Spencer. Grab a seat. The game's on. Hey, we're back with more of the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Randy Cothran, TJ Murphy, and Nate Shaughnessy as we uh, talk a little fantasy football. 101 more segments. 101. Thank you. Thank you, TJ, for the countdown. I really don't want to count them all down. Yeah, you're not going to do that every time. Sorry, guys. You might get this every week. You, Can we get 100 the... bottles of beer on the wall first? Okay. Way easier way to count it down. He's going to skip. Uh, you skipped one of. Do you skip 102? Well, yeah. I mean, but I. We just got talking about the Tiger football Jeez, season. We I can't even do it. the countdown, right? All right, Justin, rewind. <sighs> rewind. Last segment didn't uh, count. We might as well quit. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. So it was worth a shot. So let's talk a little fantasy football people's drafts just around the corner here for a lot of folks. Some people might already be doing it. I think it's a little silly. We're awful early in the preseason and a lot of injury uh, potential out there. But Yeah, don't be doing your fantasy drafts this early, people. But it, You're going to have a weird league. Well, I know the league that the three of us are in together, uh, they draft Labor Day weekend right. traditionally. So uh, right before the season starts. So hopefully you've knocked out any of those injury players before week number one. But... Uh, Guys, if you had three top picks, and of course, obviously, no one's going to give you three uh, straight picks in a row in your uh, fantasy draft, but if you could pick the three top players in your particular fantasy draft, who would you take? Depends. Is Adrian Peterson available? What year is it? This, I'm sure the, he's available. He's got to be on the list. Yeah. This one. You can draft Kaepernick over one if you want. <laughs> I, you know, at first pick, that's that's a really interesting. God, there's how many guys could you take at first and be okay with it? I mean, really. That's TJ and I were talking about this earlier today. There's just so much talent at the top end, like the top player rankings: Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Zeke Elliott, Antonio Brown, Saquon Barkley, who's a rookie but a monster, Alvin Kamara, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr. is number ten on ESPN's player rankings, and he's Odell Beckham Jr. Now, I have to say that TJ last week was talking about taking Saquon Barkley with his first pick. No, that was Charles, had, that was Charles Barkley. Char- oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, man. This is... <laughs> was that the game against the Monsters we were talking about? Knucklehead. <laughs> the... Charles Barkley always understands how fans of football were. <laughs> but Saquon Barkley and I kind of said, are you serious? He's not proven yet. Well, then the first run from scrimmage uh, for the Giants, yeah, off he goes. So. Did tweak his hamstring in practice, though. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that going down as questionable, uh, which is not good. I mean, it's not something you want to see this early in the season. It's certainly not in preseason. They'll get beat up all year, especially Saquon Barkley. And Randy, actually, after he made that run, I actually brushed dirt off my shoulders. Did you? Yeah, what's up, guys? I said that. Well, That uh, was against the Cleveland Browns, who went 16 and up. Oh. Wait. Oh, it and, was and that's, the reciprocal. There's some that. talent on that Browns defense, though. They got some guys. I'll tell you what, though. If if Barkley uh, injures that hamstring, that's a big hamstring. That's a lot <laughs> that of hurt. Dude, that dude has trunks for legs, that's man. A oh, lot my of hurt. goodness. Yeah, he is. So, have you changed, if you wavered on your position, Mr. Murphy, would you still start your draft? With Saquon Barkley, that he's physically fine. Oh, absolutely. Take the questionable Say, off there. Look at what rookies have done in the past. 
Um, look at what they've done last year, and I think Saquon Barkley is better than all of them. The Giants' offense should be really good this year. Eli might have a resurgence, nice tight end, two nice wide receivers, and I think I saw the Giants play the Hawkeyes a couple times this year, so that would really help Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Because I think he did I okay. Wanna, I think he did okay against Iowa last year. I don't want to relive that game, man. That's harsh. Uh, don't do that to me. Like, that I was almost, last year. I cried. Hawkeye. Literally cried. There's Hawkeye no crying in everywhere. There's crying. no crying in SDR Triple Option podcast. Easy, Tom Hanks. I saw when I saw him when I saw him hurdle the uh, the Hawkeye tackler, get hit in the air, and maintain his balance and continue to run. I said, this kid's something special. I mean, he, not that he hadn't proved it before that, <laughs> yeah, he, he, but that a, was pretty remarkable. My immediate thought at that moment was, damn it, that's going to be in every highlight reel for the entire season for this guy. Dude, duty hurdle was Josh Jackson, too. Should have won the Thorpe Award last year. have no idea how he didn't. So not like he not like he uh, leaped over a slouch either. Leaped over a guy that should have been a first-round pick. And he still hit him in the hip, too. Like, that was a Monty was Hooker. Like six feet up in the air. Monty Hooker will be a really good safety, too. <sighs> Gross. Okay, so your number one pick, Saquon Barkley. You're saddled with him now, so that's fine. Okay. Come, get on, baby. All right. What about you, Nate? Number I, one pick. Who I, are you grabbing? If I, Saquon Barkley is taken. I think I got to go Gurley. I, I liked what Sean McVay did with him last year. He gets a lot of touches. He's sturdy. He has breakout games. They have a really good defense, so they get the ball back and they end up running the ball a lot when they're trying to kill the clock in the second half. I just think he's going to get the ball a ton. For me, it would be Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley. I don't think Saquon's in the number one overall discussion. Uh, but with Le'Veon Bell's contract situation, I don't. Yeah, but you know that that's the thing much. with Le'Veon Bell's contract situation. Those guys tend to have great years when their contracts are uh, on the hook. You know what I mean? True. They, they, they come out and they they're gonna they, Albert Hansworth, right? They're gonna show everybody <laughs> what they can do. When they, you know, uh, to try and showcase themselves a little bit. So, and Le'Veon Bell, he's had, a, he's had been on the franchise tag. How many years now in a row has it been? Three or four since they created it. So he's been playing on that for a while. And Nate's pick, it was between Le'Veon Bell, Jameis Winston, and Peyton Barber. So, hey, and easy. I think Doug Martin was the muscle hamster easy. in there too. Easy on the Bucks. All right. <laughs> There's some talent down there. James would be a top 20 quarterback if he wasn't suspended for three games. Oh, who right? right? Questionable let's, behavior. Let's, let's look at those. Let's see here. Top 20. Right now he's 24th. I have the red rifle above him. The red oh, rifle. Man, that doesn't feel good. Okay. Fitzpatrick's not even on there. All right, so we're going to go back to TJ now and let him make his second pick in the uh, three-man team draft. Randall Cunt. No, can't do him. <laughs> What's your hand up with these old Vikings? Let's go. <laughs> okay, I won't do that. I'm going to go David Fran Johnson. Tarkenton. I'm going to go Iowa boy, David Johnson. He should have. He would have been a beast last year if he didn't hurt his wrist, but he was out all season for a team that wasn't very good, and now he'll have fresh legs. I think he'll be between PPR and, and getting touchdowns and running the football. He'll have a really good season, as long as he can stay healthy. They That's do, with everybody. They do have new coaching staff down That's there. That's true. This year. So don't 100% know how he's going to get used, but when you're that talented, you know you're going to get the ball. Uh, and you're going to do things with it. Well, that's just it, because he can make things happen. Right. I mean, you know, he's one of those players that if you put the ball on his hand, you don't know what's about to happen. Home you may have threat. a tackler right in front of him, and he's going to pull some move out of his Which I think is, and... I think it's fair to call everybody in the top ten a home run. Playmakers. Ab yeah. Absolutely. Just, just can do it any time, any snap. There's about ten guys you could easily take at number one, in my opinion. Be like, oh, okay, that's fine. And you're going to have, like, the sixth or seventh pick. Someone like ODB, Antonio Brown, Zeke, Kamara is going to drop to you. And you're like, damn, that is some value. So yeah, This doesn't seem so bad. And then when you're in a snake draft, I don't know, snake drafts are dangerous this year. 
Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of high high class talent out there between the running back and the wide receiver positions. You don't even have to. And we talked a little bit about this ahead of time too. The quarterbacks, you don't even have to worry about a quarterback in the first couple rounds, two three rounds. I don't think you need to worry about it for eight rounds. Really? Oh yeah, you can hang out. Just wait. Look at look at the guys on the quarterback list. All right, Rodgers, Brady, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Wentz, Deshaun Watson, who really broke my heart last year because I picked him up and I thought I had a thought I had a title. You picked him up, up and he let you down. Ooh, he that was me. a zing. He carried me to like three three wins in a row. It was incredible. Dude, put up fifty points a game. I think the game. The game before he got hurt was against Seattle, against the Legion of Boom, and he absolutely torched them. He threw for four four and change, I think. They put up 35, 40 points, lost the game, but he got the respect of Richard Sherman saying, I think, I think the exact quote was, we played against all the best, and no one has looked better than that kid. And then Tuesday or Wednesday the next week, oh, Tornicio. Yeah, granted the Legion of Boom now resides in St. Luke, I think. The Legion of Fluff. Those guys are gone, so. and they're 100. But if you look at the quarterbacks, Drew Brees is listed as a seventh-ranked back or quarterback. He's Drew Brees. He's going to get you 20 points a game. Then you got guys like Kirk Cousins that I assume is going to go early this year in this neck of the woods well, yeah. due to the Viking fans. <laughs> and then you still have Andrew Luck, Matt Stafford, Garoppolo, if you want to take that type of risk. I'm not that type of guy. Roethlisberger, Pat Mahomes. Is there someone here that would like to have Garoppolo on their fantasy team? I would like to have Garoppolo on my fantasy team. Look at that. The Niner fan shows up. I think they're already fitting him for his gold jacket, aren't they? After five <laughs> games last year. 5-0 and yeah. to start that career in San Francisco. Yeah, well, he's got the cash to buy his own gold jacket now. And, he, and he's got the uh, women to take with him to the Canton ceremony, if you've seen uh, TMZ or anything like that lately. She's a porn star. Right. He can so, do better. Nate, we're, we're, we're snaking now, so you get two picks. And then TJ gets the last pick. Oh, you're going to give me two. Well, I mean, Le'Veon Bell's still on the board, guys. Like, I love this two-man this two man league. My team's going to be stacked. <laughs> I got to go Bell and then uh, screw it. We'll just go Antonio Roberto Brown Agu- on the outside. Roberto Aguayo. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> my uh, fantasy league or fantasy team name in the other league last year was here today, Gone Aguayo. So <laughs> I, I know how to insult kickers as need be. So it's back to me, huh? Back to you. Last pick, TJ. Let's go Zeke. Let's go Ezekiel Elliott. His coach might get fired, but uh, a college coach. coach, I should. His college and pro coaches might get fired, yeah, I but I want say. him. But I want him. Not his fault. No, it's definitely not his fault. Definitely not his fault. I think Shea and Irving would like the ginger to get fired if anyone left there watches the Dan Patrick show. Well, there you got it, folks. The, uh, the two-team, three-man draft. Uh, wrapping up here on the SDR Triple Option Podcast to close out the show. Thank you, Nate Shaughnessy, TJ Murphy. I'm Randy Cawthorn. I want to thank all of our sponsors, as well as all the folks associated with the show behind the camera, including Big Justin, who's kind of keeping us all in line here as best he can. That'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week with more Triple Option Podcast. The SDR Triple Option Podcast is sponsored by Ruland Nursery and Tree Dock, Mr. B's Flooring, Graham Tire, Employment Connections, Exact Eye Care, Nelson Jewelry, Brown's Shoe Fit, Southern Archery and Gun, Northwest Iowa Bone, Joint, and Sports Surgeons, The Average Joe Hair Salon for Men, Don Pearson Ford, The Sports Page Grill and Bar, and Hy-Vee. Thank you for listening to the debut of the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SDR Triple Option and tune into Episode 2 for the first Tiger football game. We'll see you next week.